0: Hola amigos, and welcome to Willie's View Podcast. Our special guest today is Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey,
1: what's
0: up? Alright, so, how's the day going over there?
1: It's going slow and a little bit chilly.
0: Oh yeah? What's what's your weather like up there? Where you at?
1: I'm in Des Moines, Iowa.
0: Awesome. Okay, I've never been there, so that's... It's always fun to hear about other places.
1: No uh, we, we get, the weather here is always like you can get every season in a week, basically
0: oh okay, cool, cool, oh,
1: cool. It's pretty cold during the wintertime too. All
0: right, so why don't you All tell right. us a little bit about yourself and um what's going on?
1: uh well uh I'm a huge fan of uh of anything uh horror and cooking, and i'm a big fan of y of yr. Um, not a whole lot going on, just I, I, I love to find people I can talk about uh, my, these shows with.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: I hear you. Yeah, it's a great time to enjoy television again, because, uh, you know, it's the, um, it's Sweeps Month. Correct. So that's what was, that's what was good. And, <laughs> yeah, like, it seems like this, this year has a lot of good
1: shows coming out.
0: Yeah, um... I'm enjoying Emergence on ABC and Stumptown.
1: I haven't gotten to watching Stumptown. I've seen a little bit of Emergence, and it, it caught my attention. But when I was watching it, I didn't get a chance to finish the episode that I was on. So I'll be definitely paying attention to that show.
0: Yeah, that one's really good. And then also, um, like I said, Stumptown's really good. It's got Michael Ely, which is really, really good. And for you Marvel fans, it's got... Um, She's an actress that was on the Avengers movie. Uh, I'm not sure the actress right now, but you'll know what I mean, because she was on the. um, Oh, was she? She was on that. I want to say she was on Captain Marvel, I believe. I don't know the actress name right now. I can't think today on the names. Yeah, I, it'll come to me. My, that always happens every time. And it's crazy because I'll do podcasts and I'll be like, oh, that's the one. So it happens. All right, let's get started. Which, if any, storylines are you enjoying on Young and the Restless?
1: You know, uh, I was, I was uh, waiting on this question because I've been thinking about that. and uh, It seems like a lot of people have a problem with the current writers. But myself, I'm kind of digging the current writers. I like what they're doing with Adam. I mean, cool. some people don't like the whole medicine ta- tampering thing that he did. But, I, I mean, I grew up in a family that has similar dynamics, and I know what revenge can make you do. And as far as he knew, Victor tried killing him. So I'm really loving this whole storyline with him and going back to Vegas. I like him as Spider. But he's more focused and, and more uh, calculated when he's, st- when he's in, in that mode. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with him in Vegas and who's going to bring him back.
0: Yeah, I'm enjoying the, um, I may not enjoy all the storylines, but there are stories that I am enjoying. I do like the Adam story because it's showing a whole new level of layers to Adam's character, which is fun. Um, I like Michelle Morgan's character coming in as Amanda because it makes it mysterious. And especially with those spoilers that I'll be sharing with you all soon. If you haven't figured it out, you gotta pay attention to the clues. Um... What, the rumors that you hear about her, let's just say that they could be true. Of course, some people think she could be Hillary and maybe it was a mix-up. You never know. Soap soap would do something crazy. Um, I, let's don't see see. How
1: they, I don't see how they could make her Hillary, though. I,
0: like, you know, nothing. I keep hearing they could possibly do it, but I hope they don't do that route because that's going to make it cheesy. Um
1: that that I probably would be upset with the writers over.
0: And over. then let's see. I don't like the way they're doing the will writing because um I feel like they're well, besides ruining legacy characters which really makes me mad, it's also the fact that they're um they're keeping out so many important parts of characters that should be involved in the storyline, meaning like um, all of a sudden, suddenly Kane is in, you know, he's inherited all this money, but what about the other people that were Catherine Chancellor's life, like Mackenzie and her, her. what is it, uh, Brock? Uh, when she,
1: when she, when she read that her version, uh, when Amanda Sinclair read her version of the will... There was two things that she said in the first part. It named uh, Mackenzie and a few other people that they were getting some that, that w- they were left some stuff. And then it went on to the second part of the will, which included uh, Kane. So it did mention some of the other people that Catherine knew.
0: Oh, thank you for clarifying. I haven't watched, you know, um, I don't watch it every day. I, I used to, but um, it's nothing on the show. It's just... I I keep up a lot with what I can, but um, I stay really focused more on my health and um, with being a right. you know a dad because I was diagnosed a couple months ago with a blood clot in my lungs. So I've been just really focusing a lot on my health. But um, the stories yeah, that, they just yeah they drag a little bit, and you know I won't you know it's just like I said. Um, people have been asking me to join this campaign to you know hashtag fire. <laughs> Josh Griffith of Yr and it's not that I hate the writer it's I don't like the way that I'm hearing about the things are be coming up and you guys will see what I'm talking about with the stories a lot of them are going to be kind of like they don't make sense it's kind of nuts um see, legacy heard, characters being God, ruined it's it's going to be crazy you'll see what I mean as we go along oh what were you going to say
1: yeah, from what I- what I understand with Josh Griffin, like, because I read an interview with him, and it seems like he's trying to just finish what he originally started the first time he was there, and he's acting like all that stuff in between him being there didn't happen, and like he said, he wanted to finish the story that he originally started. So
2: I, I would, like
0: I would be okay with it if I could. S- yeah, I could see if he wanted to fix things. I guess that's possible. But there's just so much damage that Mao Young did. You can't fix everything. <laughs>
1: And that's why i'm trying to like be okay with it because I, I liked him the first time around and i'm trying to and i didn't really care for the that mal, mal person I, I didn't really care for her oh right yeah Mal
0: all. young i won't i won't lie i was i was part of the whole <laughs> hashtag fire mal young y and you know what we did it we got rid of Mal young and i
1: feel like you know, I, i'm trying to just hold on and give him and give him uh his Josh, uh, Griffin, give giving him giving his due and let him try to fix it and see if I like it after he's done what he considers fixing it. Because I like if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have got Adam back.
0: That's true. That's true. So, yeah, you're making some good points, and I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up. I'm always very careful <clears> of <throat> any campaign that I do get myself involved in, because, it's, you know, these are little you know, fans upset and passion projects and everything else.
1: But um, and, I, and I understand there's a Uh, There's a lot of writers that aren't going to be able to make all the fans happy, so I'm just trying to take the parts that he has
0: made. Right, and as a writer myself, I always keep that in consideration. But my part of being angry with the writers, literal, is the fact of being that they ruin legacy characters, or worse, they're making the show look bad, and of course the ratings will prove that.
1: You know what else, though, could uh, could hurt the ratings, too, though? You know how YouTube in Canada does the, the day episode head? Like, when, when people like me go to watch it on YouTube because I want to watch the next day's episode, that hurts the ratings because then I don't oh. watch it on TV the next day.
0: Yeah. Hold on just a sec. Okay, thank you. Okay, what <laughs> <laughs> okay, time? 4 four thirty. Okay. A car okay,
2: thanks.
0: <laughs>
1: Hello?
2: Ray, You still there? Yeah.
0: Okay. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. I'm back. Okay. So yeah, that okay. you bring a good point and I like that you said that the fact that you were saying like um that you want to give him a chance and all that good stuff. And um I always I always like said as a writer, I always give all writers a chance even if they're trying to mess up a soap opera or messing up characters in on the show. Um I just Uh, My main concern is just the fact of some of the stories that are coming up, that there's going to be, I hate to say it, but he will be ruining legacy characters, and um, the show is hurting for that because, again, the ratings are not as good as they should be.
1: Some of that, though, could be made up by people watching watching it on YouTube instead of watching it on the actual television channel.
0: There's always that possibility. Who are your four top favorites?
1: Like, characters? Uh-huh. Like, is that just currently who are on right now, or like, of all time?
0: Uh, men don't matter. I'll, it doesn't matter. There, there's so many characters on the show. Which which ones are your four favorites?
1: Well, my four favorites, like, two of them aren't even on the show anymore. Okay. Uh, so my, my, my my top two that aren't on the show would, uh, would be... Uh, Probably Brad Carlton because he, 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 when he was on, he was my absolute favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked him.
1: And then, and then I was a huge fan of Deacon Sharp uh, when he was on Bold and the Beautiful, and then when he crossed over to Y&R for a while, I, he was my favorite. And then obviously Adam, and then Jack Abbott.
0: Okay. Cool. Very cool. Okay. If you could write for daytime, what would you change?
1: first off, I would change Nick being St. Nick, uh, I stand him. You'd he'd, he'd have a lot coming to him.
0: Yeah, there's a nickname we give him on Twitter. It's called Dickalus.
1: I'd, I'd probably put Adam in charge of Newman.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'd probably have him merge it with Joe.
0: Cool. Who, who would you bring back, if anybody?
1: Since. I don't know, this, I don't, this ain't really bringing so, uh, somebody back, but it'd be bringing an actor back that had been on the show previously, okay. but since Bold and the Beautiful sometimes does crossovers with YNR, I'd bring Bill Spencer into Genoa City.
0: Bill Spencer? Yeah. Cool, how would you bring him to town?
1: As an ally to Adam, I would have it written as, uh, like you know, finally the, the Newmans are getting the upper hand on Adam and it's looking like Adam's going to be going down and then he'd bring in bill spencer to help him
2: oh my
0: god i love that do you you do you write fan fiction you should you, you're very creative
1: i when i when i was growing up i, I was a big time writer I, I wrote uh fan fiction short stories long stories songs poems and i kind of lost my inspiration because one of the people that i used to be in a relationship with uh i had like Seven notebooks, like filled front to back, and like we'd gotten to a big nasty uh, fight, and we were splitting up, and they burnt all of my writings, and I kind of just lost inspiration after that.
0: Oh, I know. Um, when something happens in your life, it always can be traumatizing, or it can change our lives, and, um, and that's what it's good about soaps because they are escape.
1: Yeah, and, and like how I've—I I've, don't know if you've seen a whole lot of me talking on uh, the fan that we're on together uh but like i've had a pretty happy upbringing and i had a lot of family dynamics that are almost mere adam and his families like i've fed my, my it's not my actual biological father but it's my step family that, that does this to me and like I, i've been set up for crimes just like yeah it's a good thing our police department can't be bought off like the gcpd and they like were able to solve it and that I I was set up and like so it's been like that since I was three years old. They like do some horrible crap to me. I do horrible crap back to them. And so I, that's why I love the Adam character so much because I can really understand what that kind of upbringing can do to you and what, like when all you wanted was to be accepted and, and loved by them.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's that's good that you can relate to that. You know that character of um for Adam. I mean, and it's, it's like sorry that thread. you. Like went through an ordeal like that medicine. but it, it seems that um when we go through those type of ordeals in our life it also somehow makes us stronger because we've gone through them
1: yeah i mean i definitely i mean even if it's just crappy as it's been i wouldn't change anything that's happened because it's made me who i am today and it's prepared me for some of the things that i've had to go through
2: Yeah, yeah, good
0: for that, amen. Well, I can tell you right now that you definitely made a a friend in me, you know, as I call it, you are a bestie. And uh, the also thing that I find that you're enjoying that about you being creative is um, I would definitely enjoy having you as a writer on my uh, series that I write with my other bestie, uh, Susan Semenjik. And we write original uh, fan fictions, we write... Soap operas from anywhere, from As World Turn turned spinoff, Oakdale University, all kinds of things. Um, we would love to put you on on our our um, our writing staff, and I think you would enjoy yourselves. And also, if you want to break out in your creativity, if you, there's a uh, a show that you create and fan fiction, um, we'd be honored to uh, publish your series on our magazine and on the podcast.
1: I've actually, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't wrote in a long time, but like lately I, I've got, since I got on that fan page and like all the mm-hmm. talks with everybody and then thinking about all the future storylines that can be going on, I, at my job I got this coworker, and like we've actually been kind of tinkering with an idea that like I, I wanted to possibly write, but then, you know, it's been so long since I wrote, I don't know if I wanted to write it, but it's a pretty interesting idea, like, and I got the idea from, believe it or not, Younger the Restless, the storyline with Billy, with the this, uh, with the, the mental disorder that he had, the D.I.D. Yeah. And, like, my character, my leading character, would have that same problem, only I'm not quite sure yet. I've figured out yeah, what triggers him to, to go to his other personality. And I'm not sure, like, what he's going to be doing with Billy. It was whenever he had the gum, he was his other personality. I haven't worked out those details, but the main plot would be the character, like, his normal self, whatever he's doing, when uh, when wherever he's at, however he's dressed, whatever uh, whenever something triggers him and he goes to that other personality, the environment that he's in, what he's wearing will determine like basically what that personality is doing because that other personality is a method actor and every time he becomes that other personality, he's playing a different character and it's based off of his environment and what he's dressed like, what, what determines in his head the role that he's playing.
0: I love that. That would be so much. That is exciting. I love that. Um, like I said, I enjoy challenging people. So my challenge for you is since you said that you have a writing partner that you're, you work with, uh, like your um, emplo- employee uh, he's or... not uh, a
1: partner. He's not a partner. He was just like, I I sometimes I just throw ideas out there at people just so I can get oh, okay. their reactions. And that's what I was doing with him. Because I wanted to see if it was actually something people would be interested
2: in. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: like I said, my challenge for you is if if you're up to it is come up with the title... And some characters and storylines, and we can talk more about this. But um, if you can come up with at least 6 to 12 episodes, I would be honored to publish your series on our magazine and the podcast. Okay. So no rush, but like I said, it's a challenge, and it can always keep you motivated and keep you creative as we go into the new year, I'm so excited we're October. And um, what about you? Are you excited for October? Is there um, traditions that you enjoy for the month of October? Do you um, set up early for Halloween? Do you not celebrate it?
1: I don't really like to do the the decorations and uh, stuff at my house for the Halloween. But like I am, I'm excited for Halloween because my daughter loves Halloween. And then I have this thing where... Because I'm a huge horror, horror film uh, fan and horror television uh, show fan. Cool. Where, like I try to watch at least two different horror movies every single night in the month of October.
0: Nice, nice. Um, have you watched American Horror Story 1984 yet? What do you think about it?
1: I've only watched the first episode of it. And I haven't watched the rest of the series. I mean, I watched the first episode of the, of the very first season and I didn't like it the leading actor couldn't get into it, so I didn't watch it again. But my daughter watches it with her mom, mm-hmm. and when it's when it's acceptable for her to watch, because she's still a little bit young, she's only ten, so there's certain parts of it she can't watch. Oh, and yeah. I decided, you know, I'm a huge horror film, uh, film fan, and I love the '80s out of any ever out, out of out of any era at all. So when that came up, I was like, I'll give it a chance because I love the slasher. Slasher uh, subgenre, and I mean, I really loved the fir- first episode. It really made me feel—I felt like I was watching something right out of the '80s.
2: Yeah,
0: I love, I love that. It's really good. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the season. Um, it's, it is a little cheesy, but I like that he's staying within the the horror genre. And I don't care if it feels like it's Friday Thirteenth meets, um. I know what you did last summer. I love that feeling, and I, I enjoy the soundtrack. I love the music. Um,
2: I expected I, the cheesiness as so
1: mm-hmm. part of uh, what I liked about it.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be an exciting season. And I'm loving the theories that fans are coming up with for the, the season. Like, what do you think when you watch the first episode? Um, do you feel that there's going to be a lot of crazy secrets going on at that camp?
1: I do. I think there's something up with, uh, the la- uh, with the lady that reopened the camp that was a victim at the original uh, massacre. I think there's something that's going to be a- messed up with her.
0: Well, don't forget to watch the second episode. So um, we will talk more, but you haven't watched the second episode, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But let me tell you, you've got to watch the second episode. There's something very... Um, it's a very poignant episode, very important episode that will push forward for the rest of the series, so you really got to watch it. It's really good. So, um, which other soaps do you watch?
1: Bald and the Beautiful, obviously, because, I mean, it's... To me, it's just an extension of Young and the Restless.
0: Okay, and do you enjoy the storylines, or are there some that you could do without?
1: I could do with a little bit less Thomas.
0: Yeah, they're overdoing. Normally
1: they're I, overdoing normally, Thomas. Normally, I'm a huge, normally I'm a huge fan of the villain, mm-hmm. and I'm always for the villain. But this time, I couldn't get behind Thomas because I feel like the whole the way he's treating his son is in the line, especially as a parent myself.
0: Yeah, I um I I enjoyed the Thomas character, but um that's just the thing. They're really you know the writer. He's just really overdoing it with the character and I feel like it's like overdoing it where he's um he puts them on too much all the time it gets boring after a while
1: especially since there's only 30 minutes and then if you take commercials out it's only like 17 and a half minutes that you, right. you, you really do so you mm-hmm. don't really want to spend the whole 17 minutes
0: no it's turning into another joke and you know like they did with the baby swap storyline he keeps doing stories like that and he's gonna lose a lot of viewers People can only tolerate so much of that
2: nonsense.
1: Honestly, what I think they should do, CBS, and I felt like this—I felt this way for a while. I think they should just take the two series and put them together, and just have a half an hour and a half on TV, and then just combine the whole the whole two shows.
0: You know that would be good. I don't know what the problem is with CBS. They could have really done so much. I mean, I still I get mad really that CBS. I
1: definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely really want to see. The only reason I want to bring them th- together is because I want to see Stuffy and Adam together.
0: Oh, yeah, they would make a steamy couple, yeah. Um. I just, again, I was always mad at CBS when they canceled um, As The World Turns and Guiding Light because there was just so much potential for both shows. And all they keep putting on is not, th- not th- too many reality shows. It gets ridiculous. Um. I,
1: know, I, was I was a huge fan of The Spalding's. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. How are you enjoying being an administrator over at the Adam Newman fans Facebook group?
1: I absolutely love it. I I love the interaction because I mean in in real life off of off of Facebook, I don't have very many friends that are into the whole soap opera thing, so I generally don't have anybody to talk to about it. I have uh, one person that I, can, that I can actually like trade ideas with, and they're on they're on the uh, the fan page too. But I love doing it uh, doing the administration thing because it gives me a lot of interaction with a lot of people that actually appreciate what I have to say and what I love, and and I appreciate what they have to say too. And there's a lot of good conversations going back and forth, especially with you and Leticia. Yes,
0: yes, I got I had her on. Uh, she was a, uh, just recently a, a guest on here. And I, I enjoy that she is all over at the Adam Newman fans Facebook group. She's awesome. And, you know, it's good getting to get to know you as well. And, you know, getting more people more involved talking about daytime because whether we enjoy the storylines or we love them or hate them, it's good to be vocal about it because believe it or not, the list, the writers, they really do pay attention to um what the fans say they may not agree with the fans they may not make us happy but they are paying attention
1: the thing I hate is when a new actor gets recasted as a, as a popular character and then right from the get-go people don't want to give that actor a chance because they were so much in love with the previous actor that played the character
0: yeah that that hate is really really bad um
1: which i mean i've, I've been I've been guilty of that before because back when christen played Adam he was my absolute favorite and when they decided to recast him because he chose to leave because uh he had some personal beliefs that didn't go with what they wanted him to do and then they recasted somebody else playing him i hated the fact that he left so much that i stopped watching the show oh yeah and then yeah. Uh, then, and then, uh, then hartley came on and i watched it a little bit and i felt like he wasn't at him. i, I mean I, I thought he was a great actor and he added a lot to the show but I didn't feel like he was Adam. I felt more like he was Gabriel.
0: Exactly, yeah. I get that feeling, too. Yeah. And then
1: Mark came on, and I re- reignited my love for the Adam character, and then I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back and give some of these other Adams a chance and watch some of what they did. And then I really regretted not watching Michael Mooney because after I watched a lot of his stuff, I was like, oh, man, he he did a really good job. What the hell was I thinking not watching it?
0: Yeah. Michael, they've, they've all did their good things. And nothing against Harley, because he was, you know, he good Adam, don't get me wrong. But I felt the same way as you. I felt he was more Gabriel than he was Adam.
1: I mean, but, and, I, and I understand every every Gacker's going to have
0: their own vision mm-hmm. and their own
1: interpretation of yeah. the character. But, like, things about Adam that I loved the most, Hartley's version didn't have. He was too soft. He was more... Let's make up with my family, and I. No matter what they did. So, who, who do you think? I got a question for you. Who do you think is gonna be the one that brings Adam back to GC? Or do you already know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I already know. I can't say because I don't want to ruin your your um the story. But it's gonna be interesting okay, how so he comes I- back. You'll love how he returns. And you're gonna love the fact that he will be teaming up with someone very soon, besides the person that he's already connected with, which I think that's Chance, because, I, you know, he's always connecting to somebody, somebody's always texting him. I really think that's Chance that's doing that off-screen.
1: Yeah, well, actually, I, I, like, lately I've been thinking of him, and, and I was a fan of Kane when he came on the show originally. But then once he did the whole, let's get with Lily, and I'll just let them treat me like crap, and I'll always ask for forgiveness, beg for forgiveness, and let her yeah. talk down to me because I'm the outsider. Like, and then I stopped liking him. And this storyline, I feel like that he's in now with the will. I feel like it's going to give some of that old edge that he had when he originally came. And I feel like he's the one that's behind it. I don't think Chance is behind it at all.
0: We could... I don't There's... see why
1: Chance... Because <laughs> I mean, if Chance was behind it, I don't see why he would, like, leave the money to Kane, because... When Kane first came to the show, he was pretending to be the guy that was Chance's dad, so I don't get why chance would do anything to help him.
0: Correct, yeah. Um, so I, feel like y- all I, I can say, All I can say for you is that you're you're warm on that idea. Like gonna, you're
1: warm. I feel like he's going to be coming face to face with Adam because he recently just said that he was going to go look for chance and asked where chance's last known location was, and it was in Vegas. And right after they told him it was in Vegas, it went to the scene where Adam was sitting at the poker table playing a spider.
0: It's all gonna boil. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. That part is gonna be good. Um there's gonna be so many how to say it, there's gonna be a lot of tribulations, there's gonna be a lot of secrets, it's gonna be a lot of showdowns, and it's gonna be a lot of betrayal. The only thing I would hey, love you know, to I- see if they can't bring chance back, I would love to see Nina back because this involves her son. And whether or not chance is behind all this um, I feel Nina should be a important part of this story. Or,
1: or what about if they can't bring Chance back, what about bringing Ronan back since Ronan?
0: Ronan? You know, you never know. I mean, you know, that part I don't know about, but I would love to see Ronan come back. I mean, if you can't bring Chance back, which I understand because I'm a big John John Driscoll fan, and I respect him being in the Army, you know, because I have family in the military. Um, But if he can't come, then I say bring on Ronan.
1: I'm really upset about Paul, like, being okay with him and helping with this whole Victor. Thing. I can't take that Paul thing.
0: serious. I can't take Paul serious anymore. Um, the writers, ever the before? writers. I think, you know, between Mao Young and Josh, I think they've just kind of lost their connection to Paul. It's nothing on the actor. It's the fact of the writers. It's like they don't want to write for Paul anymore.
1: I don't know. I've I've never been able to take Paul serious as an actor. Or as a character, not an actor, not an actor, as a character, I've never been able to take him serious because I remember way back in the day when he had, uh, I can't remember who it was that he had, but he had somebody trapped in a cage in his basement.
0: Oh, that was, that was a Sheila looking like that was dressed up like
2: Phyllis.
1: Yeah, and I remember way back then doing stuff like that, and then now he's a police chief. Come on, man, people. Yeah, and then, like, his whole family's got, like, sorry, like uh, a history of mental illness. I feel like he has mental illness, too. They just haven't addressed it. And he's, like, as a cop, I feel like he's one of the worst cops on any TV show, except for Barney Fife. Like, he's about as equivalent to Barney Fife as you can be in the Yr Has he ever solved a case?
0: I can't... Okay, I cannot stand Paul Williams anymore because, one, J.T. Hellstrom was a better detective than he will ever be. Yes. Kevin... Kevin is more smarter than Paul, and that's just crazy, because Kevin's younger. So, here's the deal, if you can't write for Paul, then get him off the show and let Kevin run the damn police station, because Paul doesn't know what the hell he's doing.
1: I don't know if Kevin would be a good idea to run the police station because he'd be a corrupt cop. He, he, or not. he, 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 would, he would go directly after Adam, and he wouldn't care how many laws he broke. The brain,
0: so. Oh my God, I would love to see that. At least we get drama out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's always cool. It's always good when uh, when somebody comes to Adam because then it brings the best in Adam out in all aspects. And I don't. And we've already seen before when Kevin comes after Adam, Adam's smarter, and he out.
0: And, you know, see, that's the part that people don't get. Yes, I know they like to love St. Nick, but it's funny because I'm Team Adam because you think about it. Adam is actually smarter than Nick because he went to Harvard and he's got more street skills than Nick ever will. Right. Uh, my, my favorite scene
1: ever uh, out of any show, out of any uh, YNR episode is, is with this current Adam, and it was when he was, like, uh, basically... It was a face-to-face, I think it was the same time, uh, the same episode, no, I don't think it was the same episode where he got punched, but it was around the time when he got punched by Nick, and, like, he was, Nick was talking about it was, uh, it was going to be all-out war or whatever, the gloves are coming off, and uh, and Adam looked at him and chuckled and goes, oh, so you mean it'll actually be a fight this time?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
0: love Adam, Mark Grossman is just amazing as Adam, because he is the embodiment of Victor Newman Jr.,
1: I, know, like, I didn't think I was going to like him. I didn't think yeah. he was going to... Well, I mean, I knew I was going to like him when I first seen him on uh, after his acting, but I didn't think I, he was going to take my number one Adam spot because I thought that was always going to belong to the original guy. Uh, and, yeah. I don't know, for some reason, I, like, just him a lot. Yeah. But this Adam, to me, like, he... There's nobody else that can play Adam the way he does. He not only play. I, I feel like sometimes I see a little bit of Hartley's Adam in him, sometimes I see a little bit of Ingens' Adam in him, and sometimes I see a little bit of Michael <laughs> Mooney's Adam in him. <laughs> exactly. sometimes I see and then I see Victor in him too.
0: Yeah, he's got it. He's yeah. he's got that it factor. Um, all right. I hate so. When
1: people, sorry.
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening.
1: Have you seen the, Have you seen the like the, the Michael Mooney fans that complain about? Oh, he's just he's just mimicking uh, Michael Mo- Mooney's Adam and just doing how Michael Mooney uh, played him. Yes, yeah, um, so see
0: that's the problem. Um, I get that different different you want different Michael different Mooney back. back. That's fine, but at least be respectful of the actors because um one um. You know, Michael Mooney, no, he was not, he did, he did not get to return as Adam, but that doesn't mean that we should show so much hate for the other actor that is Adam because, um, you don't know the whole story. Maybe Michael Mooney didn't want to come back. Maybe they didn't ask him back. We don't know the complete story because everything's always changing, but I just think people are losing the actual respect of actors in daytime. And I think they need to get their act together
1: me i think that would be uh, like a i think it's okay if he does seem like he's mimicking uh, Mooney's Adam because in re- all reality they're playing the same character so you would think that that the character no matter who's playing him, would have the same mannerisms do some of the same things because it's the same character
0: oh no he does he's got his little mimicking i mean i'm going to lie i melt every time he's talking to somebody and he just does that thing he does with his eyebrow and that mouth of his that he smiles yeah. That just, every time, like, oh my god, it's, it's, he's, he's Adam, he's Adam, that's just Adam, you know, it's everything Adam. Another
1: interesting pair, another interesting pair that I would like to see happen, like, between, like, uh, for couple-wise, even, any, and even just teaming and allying-wise, is for some reason, I don't know how I would write it if it was to happen, or how they could write it, but I would love to see... Michael do something that really pisses Adam off, and then Adam get Lauren to turn on Michael and team with him.
0: I would love to see that because, um, again, I guess it's just the writing, but I really just don't pay attention to Michael too much. I face him out because he's just he's whining too much. He's being like Nick, cries a lot about anything, and then the other part is he really is judgmental of his own son, which really made me mad. You would think that Michael, as dark side as he has throughout the years, could at least understand the things that his son is going through. But he doesn't seem to show any, any, um, I know, empathy I mean, towards that. Goes, so I'm like, hell with you, Michael. I don't care anything about this character anymore because, um, what kind of a father treats a son like that? I don't care if you are, DA. Like, Michael's an ass. Well, you
1: know, though, like, to be fair and all, there are actual fathers that are out there that are like that. I mean so like No, and that's good. That's that good storytelling.
0: I just I just don't like Michael anymore because he seems to be so detached from everything except for Adam or Victor or anybody but his own son, like Head. His son wanted to perform and sing music and he gave him a hard time about that.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you remember that part? Yeah, I do. I mean that's what I'm saying. It's just sad. Okay, so now let's switch over. Which DCU shows do you enjoy?
1: Oh my God, that's that's a that's a pretty easy one. I I just, it doesn't matter if the majority of people think that a, that a DC show or or a movie is crappy. I still enjoy it. If it's DC, I enjoy it because I've spent my whole life just like with. It's the same reason. I like YNR so much. I started watching that when I was 5. For DC, I started doing the same like getting into that stuff when I was around 5 because my crap my life was crap growing up. I had a crappy family life growing up. It was pretty horrible, filled with abuse and mm-hmm. DC was like my family. Like it was what kept me going through all the rough times and and so far as uh, today for my favorite DC show would probably be uh, it's a toss-up between Arrow, which is, this is getting ready to start its final season, which I'm sad about because it's my favorite show, and then it's got uh, a tie with probably Titans from the DC Universe streaming service.
0: Cool, cool. Are you excited about the new one coming out, Um, Stargirl? I am. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm I'm excited.
1: I I didn't think I was going to be when I first heard about it. But slowly, the more I learn about it and the more I watch the other shows, the more I'm feeling the anticipation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I can't wait. Do we know yet when she's supposed to start? Because I keep hearing so many different changes, air dates.
1: The last time I seen it just said the later part of 2020.
0: Oh, well, then I'm thinking they'll probably do it next year then because, I mean, the year's almost over. Unless they want to surprise us, there's always November or December. Okay, are you excited about this season's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, I am like I'm ecstatic about it.
0: Did you read the comics when it came out about that? I did. Okay, so um, what do you think is going to go on? Do you I, think they're going to like do a lot of uh in between storylines? Because I know they don't have everybody there. But what do you think? Me, like, what do you well, what do you expect?
1: What, You know how you know a little bit of extra about Y&R? Yeah, I'm I'm that way with the DC CW shows. I know I'm not saying I know like more than all the other fans that watch the show, Uh but I I follow enough people that have inside sources to where I I know a little bit more than the average viewer would know.
0: Oh, okay. Well, if 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 you know at least. If you know at least three things that we would love to hear about, which we will do a spoiler alert here, um, you're welcome to share. You're welcome to share. You, you Yeah, the table's the, yours. The first, one,
1: the first one is probably, I mean, if you were a fan of Smallville, you probably already know about this, but Tom Welling and uh, the chick that played Lois Lane from Smallville, they're going to be in the crossover crisis as Clark Kent and Lois Lane, and there's a possibility that you might get to see Tom Welling in the Superman costume, but that's not confirmed yet.
0: I can't wait. I love Tom Welling. He was awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, so that as, as at this point, there's going to be three on-air Supermans, or Clark Kent's, however you want to look at it. There's Tyler Hodge, Hutch- version, which is the Arrowverse version, mm-hmm. and they're going to have Brandon, Brandon Ralph as uh, Kingdom comes. Tom Welling the the Smallville version, and then for then there's a little bit of spoiler for Flash. Like whatever happens in the Crisis and leading up to Crisis in the in the Flash season, he's going. There's going to be something that's going to change about the Flash because of Crisis that'll change the entire dynamics of the show moving forward.
0: Oh my God, I love that. That's awesome, and that's great spoiler. Okay, what's the third one?
1: Be uh, there's going to be a they work they it's in development right now they're working on a basically like a, a, a birds of prey version of uh, the effort and arrowverse show and it's going to be starring uh, uh, what the hell was her name the chick that plays uh, Laurel <coughs> Black Canary. She's, uh, she's, she's going to be one of the stars, and the other star is going to be the chick that played, uh, Stephen Amell's, or not Stephen Amell, Oliver Queen and, uh, Emily, and, uh, Oliver Queen's daughter in the flash-forward parts of last season's episode.
0: Okay, uh, I'm not okay, sure which their name is, but I know which one you're talking about, yeah.
1: And then the other, uh, then Dinah, she's going to be in it, so it's going to be, uh, basically, like, a, their version of Birds of Prey, and it's probably going to come out probably next
0: year that would be perfect seeing as the movie comes out already this year
1: yeah are you I don't, know if gonna call it, I don't know if they're gonna call it birds of prey but it's basically gonna be the arrowverse for birds of
0: prey right yeah i heard about that uh I'm, a little bit I'm about that a, I'm, I'm
1: gonna throw out a fourth uh, spoiler
0: uh-huh. uh, do
1: you remember the uh, the birds of prey uh, series that was in the mid 90s yes,
0: yes i love that series
1: well the chick the played hunters huntress and that, she's also going to be involved in the Crisis uh, crossover.
0: Oh my god, that's going to be good. Yeah. And I heard about the possibility of Wonder Woman popping in, too.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to count on that one, because the, the main source that was pushing that story it usually gets a lot of stories wrong.
0: Mm. Yeah, could be true. All right, do you read any comics, and if so, which ones?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely anything that's DC comics related, I'll read. But my favorite story arcs from them would probably be the story arc where Hal Jordan becomes Parallax, which is he's a Green Lantern, and then Parallax is a huge uh, Green Lantern uh, villain.
0: Cool, cool. Okay. Cool. Um, and I, uh, I,
1: absolutely, I also I also absolutely love the Death in the Family where uh, Jason Todd gets murdered by uh, the Joker
0: oh yeah that was a that was a really intense story um i like reading the comics i like everyone from wonder woman to the the justice league and i enjoy the special uh dc crossovers events that they do throughout the you know every every couple months they do special events anytime those big events come out if i'm able to get them i will if not i'll just wait till the trade paperback comes and i'll get the whole collection
1: Speaking of DC Comics, there is another series that I'm, like, super excited for that's getting ready to come out. It's coming out on HBO. It's the the Watchmen TV series.
0: Okay, when does, when does that debut?
1: I'm not sure. It's sometime in the next, like, six months, though. I can't remember the exact date. Okay. And it's probably closer than than I can remember, so it's probably more probably within the next two or three months than it is six months, but I just can't remember the exact date. But it's a continuation of the movie.
0: Oh well cool. Alright. Well when you watch it, let us know and if you're welcome to um if you want to um you're welcome to uh share a review of um of that of that series if you like. Definitely.
2: Alright,
0: so before I let you go, I got one last question. Any favorite movies that you have? Favorite
1: movies. Probably my all-time, ultimate favorite movie is Pulp Fiction.
0: Oh, wow. That's a really cool movie, yeah. That's a good good choice. And
1: then I'm also, like, since I'm a huge horror fan, then I'd probably have to say my ultimate, ultimate for horror franchises, is uh, I'm on Elm Street movies.
0: Oh, yeah. Elm Street, yeah. Those were good. I, I like was, those. I
1: was a big fan of, uh, of uh, Nightbreed as well.
0: Oh yeah, those are good. So know. you're like into the classics. I like that. That's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I'm. I can't really get into today's movies because I feel like they're just ruining my childhood because they just keep remaking everything. And and instead of like, you know, I understand you don't want a, like a scene for scene remake of something. Yeah. With your own little bit of whatever. But I couldn't stand what they did with Pet Cemetery. I couldn't stand what they did with Child's Play because Child's Play to me seemed like they just, uh, they wanted to make money so they took the Child's Play name and put it on a different story.
0: Yeah. There's just too many reboots going on it's ridiculous. And also for TV I mean, shows, I, I, they're doing so many reboots, it's, um, out of control.
1: And to me, like, uh, if I can watch uh, a reboot, a remake from today, from an, of an 80s movies with, like, all the better like, special effects and stuff to me that just instantly ruins that movie for me because for me the the cheesy effects of the 80s i mean like they're cheesy when you look at them now because it's 2019 mm-hmm. but like when you look at it then it wasn't cheesy I mean, it still probably was cheesy but it was believable to be uh the special effects and i feel like with today's special effects they solely depend on the the pure wow of how great the special effects are, and then let the storytelling part of it kind of lack, and I don't like that because it's all about story. It can have the worst special, um, special effects and the worst budget in history, but as long as it has a good story and somebody that knows how to tell a good story, I think it'd still be a great movie, and they don't understand that in today's world, it seems.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for being a guest. It's been so much fun, and you're always welcome back. And as I said before, um, if you enjoyed being on here today, um, you have an uh, invitation to be a co-host in the future. If if you're um, have some extra time, you're more than welcome to always Definitely, come man. back as a co-host. I,
1: I really, too. I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like, uh, and I, I'm. I'm be glad to be back and be glad to be a co-host or whatever works for you. Uh, I really enjoyed the talk. I uh, really, I just, I could do this like all day, every day if I had time because I, just, <laughs> I love talking about the things that I enjoy. And you seem to like the same things.
0: Oh yeah, I love it. Um, I love comic books, movies, and all that good stuff. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your week, and um, we'll be staying in touch definitely. And like I said, you know, we'll set something up and bring you back. You know, as a guest and, and, and as a co host, if, if that's what you like to do. But thanks again.
1: Okay, thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me on the show.
0: All right.
2: Bye.